happy Father's Day, everybody. Uh, well, if you're a dad, happy Father's Day. Uh, and, and we're not just talking about, you know, biological fathers. We're talking about folks that have adopted kids, people who uh, are spiritual dads, folks that have just taken on, uh, you know, young people in their communities or folks that just care a lot about certain people and have, you know, influence over them in a way that allows them to speak into their lives. Look, uh, no matter where you find yourself on the father spectrum, happy Father's Day, okay? You deserve it. It's going to be a good day. I hope you get some bacon, a tie, something, you know, cliche, just because, let's be frank, dads, we don't care. But at the end of the day, it's nice to have acknowledgements through, you know, really bad drawings and a lot of, uh, a lot of hugs. That's all, that's all we need. That's all we need. You know, I don't need craziness. I just need, I just need some hugs, acknowledgement. Look, you're a decent person and you're a great dad. So, Hey, dads, uh, have a great day with your families today. Uh, I hope you get spoiled. Um, also just a quick announcement that, uh, at next week we're at the cross mount. So make sure that you're there with us. It's probably the last time we're going to do it there. Uh, we have some other things in, uh, in the works. So please make sure that you come and we have a great, uh, great time out there. And then lastly, also, uh, don't forget to, uh, contribute to donate. We are so thankful for everything that you're doing in terms of donations. It helps us to keep the lights on and, and do all that. And I know sometimes it's like, well, summertime, it's hard. I always forget. No problem. Go to southpointchurch.ca and, and you'll see uh, donation um, instructions. And then from there, you'll be able to kind of take it from, uh, from there to be able to do what you need to do to be consistent in, in that area of your life. So anyway, all that to say, today we're in Romans chapter four, and it's pretty ironic because uh, we talk about a guy named Abraham. Okay. So if you don't know this guy named Abraham, um, well, I don't blame you. One, two, uh, if you grew up in church, you remember this song, right? And I'm going to sing it, and it's going to be weird. Father Abraham had many sons, and many sons had father, right? So I'm not going to finish it up, because first of all, it's weird. Second of all, why does he only have sons? Um, third of all, you end up moving body parts, you know, in the song. Anyway, that's not the point. But the point is, Abraham in the Bible is quite a, uh, uh, an important figure, because from Abraham, uh, when you look at the Bible overall, that's where the line of Jesus comes from. And when God promises Abraham that he's going to be the father of many nations, like so much so that he's going to look at the sky, he looks at the, the, the sky at night and sees all of the stars, the point of that was God promising him that from him would come the way uh, for the whole world to uh, be redeemed. And that was Jesus. What's interesting about this particular passage of Scripture, though, is that Paul is talking to the Romans, who he's never met before, and he starts talking to them about something I think is pretty interesting, about the fact that Abraham literally did not get that promise by himself. He didn't do anything for it. He just believed that God would do what he said he would do. And I'll read this to you. So it's Romans chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. So how do we lift, how do we fit what we know of Abraham? our first father in the faith into this new way of looking at things, right? The new way of looking at things that is, um, you know, we're all sinners and that we all can be saved by grace, right? We've all fallen short, but we, we need God's grace. And that's how you actually get reconnected back to God. If Abraham, by what he did for God, uh, got God to approve of him, uh, he would have certainly have taken credit for it. 
But the story uh, but the story we're given is a God story, not an Abraham story. What we read in scripture is Abraham entered into what God was doing for him. And that was the turning point. He trusted God to set him right instead of trying to be right on his own. And then verse four and five says this, if you're a hard worker and do a good job, you deserve your pay. We don't call your wages a gift. But if you see that the job is too big for you, that it's something only God can do, and you trust him to do it, you could never do it for yourself, no matter how hard the, uh, and long you worked. Well, that trusting him to do it is what gets you set right with God. By God, sheer gift. So this is the message. So it's a little bit different. It's a paraphrase, not a, not a translation, but that's okay because I think it really captures what this whole chapter is about. Because after that, Paul goes off about, uh, about Abraham and you know this whole idea of what theologically it's called justification of faith. So you are justified by your faith, not by your deeds. So that's what we, we, we get into a lot of the time, right? When it comes to uh, God and, and who we are in, in Christ. Like we, we do a lot about like, we'll say this all the time to people. Oh, well, he's not going to heaven because uh, he did some horrible things there. Or, oh, <laughs> she's, <laughs> her life, her life, just awful. And what Paul says to the Romans here is that that's not how it works. That ultimately the way that you become part of God's story uh, is when you kind of enter into it, right? He even says in those first few verses, he says, uh, what we read in scripture is Abraham entered into what God was doing for him. And that was the turning point. When we talk about the gift, right? It goes into this whole job. Like if you work for something, it's not a gift. You worked for it. So you deserved it. Uh, the joy about the Christian message is that you don't deserve anything, uh, that we were separated from God because of our own actions. And now because we just simply believe, right? Like that's the point of the entirety of the gospel is it's not about what you do. It cannot be about what you do because nothing that you will do because you're a human being is good enough to hang out or be or connected to this perfect God. So um, what is it about? It's really about just believing in what he has done, entering into that and saying, you know what? I'm going to trust that who you are, what you say that you did and what, what has been done through Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross is enough to actually connect us back. It's more than enough, actually, to connect us back to, uh, to God. And ultimately, then there's nothing you can do to make that happen. It's done. You just have to receive it. And that is a hard place for many of us to be because a lot of us want to justify the fact that we should, we should be allowed to hang out with God, right? Like, I'm a good person. I, like, what did I, I haven't done, I haven't killed anybody. I haven't killed anybody. But that's not the point. The point is, is that in your thoughts, in your ambitions, and in everything that's inside of you, there's always something that is just a little bit twisted, right? It's sometimes really lean towards yourself, and the point of what Paul is saying is, look, what Abraham got was, had nothing, nothing to do with him. It had everything to do with what God wanted to do in his own life. And all he had to do was enter into it and receive it. And that is the beauty of it, is that it's a sheer gift. So today, as you're going about Father's Day and you're going about your life this week, I want you to think about how 
important it is that what you have as a faith foundation cannot be about you doing things, right? Your faith is not determined based on all the good things that you do. That's an outflow of what you believe, but what you believe should be that you know full well that there's nothing that you can do to actually save yourself, nothing you can do to be right with God, not enough to do. And so what we all should be doing is just resting in the fact that God is so great that he did it all so that we could be connected back to him. If you're listening to this today and you don't have that, like you don't have a relationship with God because you think it's all based around rules and regulations and all kinds of different things, you know, I'm sorry to tell you, but it's not. And lots of times, you know, we, um, we make it more complicated than it is. It's very simple. It's very simple. You were disconnected from God. We all were disconnected from God, you know, at, at the beginning of things. We all are trying to find our way back. And what we're saying is that Jesus is the way back because all you need to do is just believe. There's nothing tangibly that you can do, right? Like there's, no, there's not enough good in the world that you could do to ever be reconnected back to God. But the way is Jesus. And he is more than happy uh, to have you be reconnected to the God that he loves and that loves you so much. So anyway, have a great day, everyone. Hope, you, uh, hope you've enjoyed this five-minute message and that you're encouraged to go and live out this life of freedom and of absolute, absolute joy. Because listen, it's not because of anything you did. It's because of how great and amazing God is that you're in a relationship with him. So go enjoy it. Have a great day, everyone.